And for many of you might know or may not know, today actually marks 100 years since the end of World War I. 100 years today, the 11th of the 11th. And, um, you know, it's just interesting. I was reading this week just about it. It said that um, almost 62,000 Australians died in World War I. There's a lot of people that gave up their life. And I was also reading, um, Pastor Will's interesting, it's estimated that about 1,200 Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander men and women enlisted in World War I. But they weren't allowed. So they lied about where they were from and they said, I'm Indian, not, a, not Aboriginal and all kinds of stuff. They did. Because they weren't recognised as citizens of this nation, but they still enlisted to go fight for this nation, which is pretty... Um, humbling I thought and they they don't know because there was a lot of like just I'll go to another state and enlist there and pretend I'm from another part of the world but they estimate there's about 1200 that served and you know today 100 years we we just want to take a moment and I'm going to pray in a minute and we remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice we remember them and their their history and their legacy But we also want to today pray for all of our men and women and the families that are serving. Especially I want to pray for those that are deployed, that are overseas, that are away from family. I just think today is a great day where we lift them up in prayer. We don't have to get into the the political and the side of why they're at war and all that. We know we want peace, but we also just want to pray for these men and women. They're people and their family are people, human beings. And we just want to pray for them today. And also remember those that that gave the ultimate sacrifice. So can we pray together, church, in this moment of remembrance? God, we thank you. We thank you for our nation. God, we know that our nation is not perfect. But we thank you for the men and women that put up their life. They put their life on the line to fight for a cause, God. And today in this moment, Lord, we we, we remember them and we thank you for them. We thank you for the freedom we have in our nation. We lift up, God, every man, woman, every family member of those that are deployed overseas right now in this place, God. We speak your peace, Lord God. I pray that word peacemaker over them, Lord God, that they may be in the middle of a conflict, in the middle of a war, Lord God, but they would be peacemakers where they are. You would give them a supernatural ability to be a peacemaker, God. We pray for their family, that you would provide for them, you would comfort them, you would be with them, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God, for the men and women that serve our nation in this way today. We thank you for our our nation, God. We thank you for Australia. And we declare, Lord God, that the best days are still ahead of us. We thank you for our history. We thank you for today. But today we declare that the best is still yet to come. And we ask, Lord God, that your church would rise up and would be a part of that, Lord God. We thank you that you have called us. You've set us apart. And we thank you, God, for the honour it is to serve you, Jesus. We thank you today for sacrifice. We thank you today for those that would serve. And we remember them in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, you can take a seat. Thank you, team. We are going to... um, Pastor Willie Dumas is a great man. He's a great friend of mine. He's a pastor of Gangala Church at Tweed Heads which is in New South Wales. Don't you ever forget that, Pastor Will. You're part of New South Wales, not Queensland. He also heads up the Indigenous Initiative for our movement, Australian Christian Churches. Pastor Will and his wife, Sandra, head that up. 
Some of our team had the privilege of being up in Arnhem Land with Pastor Will and a whole heap of other people this year. He's a great friend of our church. The thing I love about Pastor Will is he's a leader. He's a leader amongst his people, but he's also a leader in our nation. And he, he fights for justice and he fights for truth. And he's a man of God, but he's also a very humble man as well. He doesn't come in with any of these great demands, but he's just here to serve our church this morning. And it's a great honor to have him. What we're going to do, Pastor Will's asked if we could show a video. So if we could have that video ready to go, show the video and then Pastor Will will come up and, um, and speak in this morning. So we'll watch the video and then Pastor Will will come. But it's great to have you with us this morning, Pastor Will. Thanks, team. Amen. Praise the Lord. Am I going to the top here? Praise the Lord. I'll be looking down at you. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everybody. Tell someone beside you the best looking person I've seen so far. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Even if they don't think so, just tell them they are. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Pastor Lottie, for having us. Um, 
come and uh, speak in the few days that I'm going to be with you. And so uh, we're very privileged to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Who's glad to be in the house of God this morning? Um, if you're not, well, we'll pray for you later. Amen. But we're here today together. And as you could see, that video was uh, projecting um, together. We've got to walk together in this nation. Who agree with that? And, you know, I, I think the most powerful thing and the most significant thing is that we, um, when we can come together as, um, you know, no matter what nationality we are, but especially, you know, the, you could see the piano key with the black and white keys. Um, you know, you can't do without one of those keys. They have to play together. And that brings the very uh, manifestation of God's power on this, on this nation. Amen. And uh, that really expresses God, knowing that we walk together. Even though we have our diverse of views and our uh, opinions, but at the end of the day, it's got to line up according to the Word of God. Amen. And uh, God's breaking down the, the barriers and um, the, um, the, the thoughts of how we think towards different race of people, different nationalities. Um, whatever that projects on our minds, uh, most important thing is God is bringing healing across the land. Amen. And uh, we, we as the church of Jesus Christ has to be a part of the answer to bring healing into our land. Amen. You know, Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people humble themselves and seek his face, turn away from their wicked ways, he says, I will heal the land. And God's interested about healing the land. Amen. And, uh, you know, we give honour to our veterans that uh, fought uh, for our nation. And I was so pleased to hear that. Thank you, Lottie, for giving me that um, information about our uh, 1,200 um, veterans of our Indigenous guys that fought in the, in the front line in the war. And uh, notice back in the 40s, back in the days, they never got recognition. Even when they came back, they have never given land or the privilege of being on a pension. Uh, like any other um, veteran that came back from those particular situations. And uh, only now there's, there's a bit of a uh, recognition of starting to give privilege to those uh, uh, guys, not in the World War I, but also in the World War II, uh, of given those um, uh, privilege. Can I hear an amen about that? Amen. So people that... Um, so God is breaking down those concepts and those particular areas of what keeps people in those situations and we know that the Holy Spirit is uh, really using the church of Jesus Christ and if you're a Christian if you're a born-again Christian it's your uh, calling from the Lord is to bring healing to anybody that has been treated mis with injustice amen and we have to hold the 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 hands of each other and uh, when people see that from the church point of view it actually um, it, it really demonstrates our faith is real amen it demonstrates our faith is real and our love for Jesus Christ and I don't think the the the, the younger generations doesn't have a real issue with this but the older generation is the one that really is got to um, bring that reconciliation there amen since the 1940s and right through uh, where that segregation and all that discrimination and everything like that where our, my grandmother grew up with that stuff. But praise the Lord. The Lord is good. He's good always. Turn, to, turn beside to someone and say, hey, God is good. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And uh, I have these uh, real soldiers from the Lord. We have some soldiers from the Lord this morning and uh, I want them to all come up here this morning. Give them a hand as they come. They're, they're with us and he's um, very honoured to have these soldiers of the Lord. Amen. And they all come from different parts, but God has brought us together in Jesus' name. And they're going to introduce themselves and tell them where they come from and, and um, just say hi. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hey, I'm Rowan. I'm from Gungala at Tweed Heads, but I live over the border on the Gold Coast. I bleed blue though, because I was born in New South Wales. Um, my name is Tristan, and I'm from Manamlin. Um, he's from Kakaroo, and yeah, I'm I'm from Manningrida. Yeah. Uh, my name is Daniel. Um, I was from Cessnock, but I've moved up to um, Gungala. Um, so we're up under under uh, Pastor Will's ministry there, and uh, we're hoping to, to get released out into um, different uh, different things that we, as we um, start to evangelise the country. My name is Gene Gibson. I come from West Up Bella Spring, WA, yeah. Kilcroy Community. Thank you. Yeah. Dave Armstrong. I'm involved in Indigenous Ministry now, based in Gangala with Pastor Will. Praise the Lord. That's the quickest these fellows ever talked. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> come on, give them a big hand. Thank you, guys. Amen. I thought they were going to say a little bit more. They go for it in the car. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I just want to give honour to Uncle Rob uh, Lottie here, uh, which is um, Lottie's um, uncle, Uncle Rob, and uh, he's had a lot of uh, years with us in our Intari Foster area, and uh, he's had a lot to do with our mob down, Biripai people from down that part of the beautiful nation, and uh, so Uncle Rob, we honour you today, and thank you for coming. Okay, man, let's put our hands together. For him in Jesus' name. And also for Wes and them, they came to Arnhem Land and Kimberly and Amy and Mike and Jake here and Lee um, came um, this year and uh, it was absolutely awesome. I have some pamphlets, which is next year we have uh, our trip going to Arnhem Land next year. Um, I, don't, I think my pamphlet's in the car, so can one of you go and get that for us? <laughs> And uh, thank you, um, um, Rowie. It's, yeah, keys are in the front there, brother. Amen. Somewhere there anyway. And uh, so, yeah, so uh, anybody's welcome to come um, and come and visit the crocodiles. Amen. And, um, and Tristan is our fisherman. He gets big barramundi fish like this on a hand line. And he also stands in the water. And I said, brother, you can't stand in the water. We don't want you to go to heaven yet. You've got to get back on the shore here. Praise the Lord. He said, but I just dive in there. I said, never mind diving, brother. I don't want to see you missing. Amen. But anyway, it's privileged. Good to have uh, Gene. He's from, um, from um, Alice Springs. And some of his mob down the desert right then. And I've been through the desert uh, about over... 28 years ago, I travelled with a team, uh, all the uh, full-blood Aboriginal fellas from Kalgoorlie across the desert. It took us about five, six days. And praise the Lord, we had the, the shade with us. That was around about end of coming in November. And it was a big convention in Alice Springs. And um, we travelled in the, 
in the middle there and all those mob there and, you know, because they're called Wongais, all right? So you've got to get used to the geographical languages in different tribes, different areas. So uh, Queensland are called Murrays. Everybody say Murray. So I'll initiate you to be Murray's, amen. I'm a Queensland supporter. Yeah. Shaka. Anyway, um, New South Wales are called Curries, and down Victoria's, uh, down Victoria's Gurries, and then um, South Australia called Nungas, and Western Australia, uh, Perth, uh, Indigenous fellows are called Nungas, and then in, inland west of the east of is called Wongais, that's where all the desert fellows are. And then you've got uh, the Darwin fellows. What's that they call? He not, he's just smiling at me, he is. <laughs> he's going like that. <laughs> Praise the Lord, you've got to tell me, bro. Anyway, all the mob up there, so uh, um, uh, Manning Greed and, and Owen Pelly fellows out there. And uh, did I forget anyone? No, I don't know if I might have. Anyway, praise the Lord. Hey, it's all good this morning? Praise the Lord. Thank you for having us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to our Bible quickly. And uh, we've got two hours in ministry this morning. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Some of you watch two hours movies anyway. Come on now. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you for the deliverance coming. Anyway, praise the Lord. I hope um, in uh, every way that we could be blessed from the Word of God this morning. I'm going to just want to talk about um, setting the captive free. Amen. And I believe that every person is called by the grace of God to be a part of um, setting the captive free. Amen. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter what sort of life or what background or wherever a person comes from, uh, even though... Uh, some people can be walking, you know, out in our community, um, look like they're free, but inside their life, they're in prison. And uh, sometimes we get deceived to think a person can be free by walking, um, you know, openly and walking around, um, but inside their life, they can be um, bound up. They could be in captive and um, be snared up by the enemy. And uh, we don't get to know those sorts of things as we actually get closer to the person's life. You know, the enemy is not discriminative against whether you're a business person or whether you're a person in the gutter. He don't care. But he can put many people into prison in their own life by many things. And uh, I was part of... I was in prison, a real one, but I wasn't there for a long term. I mean, Long Bay, you know why they call it Long Bay? Because you're there for a long time. And so many different people go to those different places, but I was just there for the long, uh, for the long weekends because the judge said the best place for you is lock you up on the long weekends, Friday to Sunday, so you don't get in trouble when it comes to the weekend. But guess what? God has his plans. Who can say amen to that? Even though I didn't want to go to that place, but I wasn't part of the maximum security section. I was just part of another wing of part of that, um, part of that um, place where they would put minor 
um, people that do minor things. And um, I met a Christian in there. He was a funny Christian too. And uh, he he's, um, was telling me about Jesus is coming soon. Well, I never had that sort of language before. I never heard Jesus is coming soon. I believed in God, but I didn't go to church. But he said, Jesus is coming soon. Well, I looked around. I thought he was, Jesus was going to come and open the door for me and let me out. But there was, it was not that sort of thing. But the truth of the matter was that, you know, he was saying, Jesus is coming soon. And isn't it funny that we think that um, we have to speak their language to engage them, to get them saved or build some communication. But do you realise the Holy Spirit can go across any sorts of communication to touch a person's heart? Come on, you don't have to be religious. God is not restricted by religion of language. God can move through any communication it sounds foolish for us, but Jesus, you know, in the word of Corinthians, it says that he, come, he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And so he was that foolish person, but even though he was in jail for whatever situation he was in, but he told me about Jesus is coming soon. Well, I couldn't get that concept, that thought out of my mind. And um, I was trying to think of other things, but this thing kept on rolling in my head and... Um, I'm trying to get this thing out of my mind, but I couldn't. And guess what? I realized it was the Holy Spirit that was talking to me and speaking to my life. And, um, and as weeks went on, um, I couldn't get that concept, that thought out of my head. And to one day, he said, would you want to give your life to Jesus? And I said, oh, okay. Well, you know what? When you give your life to Jesus... Well, I did it out, out through the week after I got out on Sunday and I was sitting across the table where, uh, you know, where all the Christians normally do is they drink tea. And so all these Christians were drinking tea and cup of tea and coffee and then this old lady leaned across the table and said, son, very loud too, you know, because how elders we respect them so you can't say nothing. So she said, son, would you like to give your life to Jesus? And I went, um, well, better because this one might hit me or something. <laughs> I said, yes. Well, as soon as I said yes, all I could see was all these hands. They dropped the coffee and tea. And all I could see was all these hands come laying on my head like laying hands on a football. The next minute I was giving my life to Jesus and then the Holy Ghost come all over me, filled me with the power of the Holy Ghost. I started speaking in tongues and the next minute I was, and then the scales literally fell out of my eyes. Well, not literally, physically, but spiritually. And my eyes began to open and God began to show me creation. Man, I had this tangible touch of creation and I began to see trees Everything different. You know, you walk past a tree and you don't think nothing of it. But you know what? When you get this revelation, a tree's a place not only for our oxygen, for, believe, uh, for our breath, uh, for oxygen to breathe and, and all that stuff. But do you realise trees in, we've connected to mountains are medicine. And to our people, you know, land is very significant for us and we like to be connected to the 
to the land and trees. The reason is, is because it's medicine. Who likes to walk in the bush? Only six hands, praise the Lord. And if you like trees, walking in the bush, guess what? It's got this sense of feeling of, of relaxing you. Because you know why? When you can walk through trees or where the mountains or whatever, it actually releases stress from you. It's medicine. And if you're feeling stressed tonight or today, that's the place I want to encourage you to go for a walk in the bush. Take your dogs and your rabbits. Take your cats and all. And I'll tell you, if you take all your animals or whatever it may be and go in the bush, there is this medicine, there is a, a treatment of God that will actually melt over your, your mind and of your soul, of your heart, that will soothe your soul, that will give you rest in the name of Jesus. And you know why the Lord put water there? Now, some of you like the beaches and you like to surf it and you like to do all sorts of things. But water's placed there. I mean, 90%, I don't know if my thing's right, but let's say close enough anyway. Water surrounded the, the earth. And the fact is that water actually soothes you. It, it actually relaxes you. Who finds water? Does it go into the beach and six hands again? Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise. Well, I might have to think of something else now. <laughs> but two of these elements has a a, a tangible uh, touch of God on it, and He placed it there for a reason. I mean, why did God put water around us? Why did He put trees? He put it there is because it's connected to us as human beings. And it brings healing and it brings medicine to your soul and it takes away the stress from your body. Amen. Who likes sports? Anybody likes sports? Now I've got more hands. Well, somehow you find that, you know, relaxing and, uh, and all those sorts of things. We find that medicine. Well, guess what? God uses those things and even people that likes to watch a movie. Who likes watching movies? Deliverance later. <laughs> anyway, and so it brings this serving. And the reason why I'm saying this, when God opened my eyes, he began to bring this uh, connection to, to, to the nature of creation. And he began to open my eyes and he began to give me a purpose of of, of of reason of living on this planet. And the sad thing is that we know that people cut their lives short with different reasons. And some people, you know, get sicknesses and all that sort of stuff. But some people take their lives. Which recently I, I had to do a few funerals for young men, 28 years old, of suicide. And we know suicide happens every day. And it's a sad moment for families. And that's a really heartache. And, and my expression and my, you know, one of the funerals, I had about a thousand people. And, and one of the things is, is that my message is to engage the families of our Indigenous people. They, they have probably 20 funerals a month. And the grief and the, and the, and, and the grief that's, that affects the soul of the family and the, the whole issue of that is another 
another message in itself. But, you know, God is all about to bring release to us, to bring that sense of, of reason and purpose of, of connecting ourselves to Him. Because He's actually, we don't connect to Him, He's connecting to us. Amen. And the Bible says we didn't choose Him, He chose us. What a privilege that we are as, as people of God, young and old, that we have, He's chosen us to, to be in the place and the position where we're at in Jesus' name. Turn to your Bible, I better give you a scripture in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. And uh, do you have that on the screen? Or uh, It says in New King James Version, it says, The Spirit of the Lord. I love about the Spirit. You know, um, the Spirit has to engage into our life. You know, if you take the Spirit out of a human person's body, the Spirit is, uh, is not in control of you. Amen. Come on. You have a Spirit, body, soul and Spirit. But when His Spirit engages into your spirit, into your body, you actually instantly are transformed. You're actually not the same person. That's, the word spirit means breath. You know, He breathes in you. I love about the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit breathes into you. He breathes into your soul and you become just like in, the, in Genesis in the, in the, in, when God created Adam from the dust of the earth and the Bible says that he formed him and then he began to breathe into his soul and he, become, he breathed in him become a living soul. Can you say amen? He become a, a living soul. See, without the breath of God breathing in your soul, you're just living. But now we have the Spirit of God in us. We are not just coping with life. We're not just going along with life. We have the Almighty God, the Spirit of God living inside us. Man, that made heaven and earth. That's breathing into you, into your being. You're not just an average person what you were before. You are a person that's totally different now. And, and this, this grows with you as you begin to have this revelation, this understanding of the Spirit. And uh, the Bible tells us, it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The breath of God, the, the, God is breathing in you today. He's breathing in your soul. He's breathing into your being. And you are an ambassador of God, a person of God. And this is what he says. I love about this scripture, but there's a phrase that I want to just focus on that's going to help us this morning in Jesus' name. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon us because He has anointed me. Everybody say, God. God. Come on, you can do better than that. Say, God, God. Has, anointed me has anointed me through Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus. And, the Holy Spirit. and the Holy Spirit. He's anointed you, that anointing, that anointed one, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, has anointed you. 
Do you know when someone comes in a, a profile role of being a president and prime minister, they have this ordained service to separate that person that takes that role and they have a ordained service um, and they anoint them for that office, for that position. Do you realise that you have been anointed by God Almighty? I don't think you and I understand this, but you've been anointed by the one that died on the cross for you. You've been anointed that He ascended into heaven and He says, now I send back the Holy Spirit. I send His Spirit on the church. See, you take spirit of His breath out of the church, we just become religious. Come on, who's with me this morning? I don't want to be religious. But the reason why we're not religious in some ways is because the Spirit of God, Christ Jesus, the Holy Ghost, He's working in us, working through us, breaking down these sorts of things that attach to our life. You see, when you take religion out from the church, the church becomes the answer to the world. It has this calling of mandate to revolutionise nations, to revolutionise individuals. Come on, praise the Lord. To end, to revolutionise your community. Religion is not going to change your community. But I'll tell you, the Spirit in you, Christ in you is going to change your society, your community, your family. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering if you believe that in Jesus' Name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your mayor, your government, no sector of business is going to change the hearts. They can give employment opportunities. They can create a well-being of, you know, become uh with this dignity of, of worthiness to, to work in those in areas. But I'll tell you, when the Spirit of God, I love what Wes does because he has God breathing in him and to revive, you know, the business of uh, people of this nation and not only to make them to be wealthy, but to put it back into society and help the low grass people to rise up and lift them up and do the same elsewhere in Jesus' name. That's the difference between a business and a per business person that just worries about their own well-being. You see, because the Spirit, the breath of God is within us. It changes everything. Changes the dynamics. If you're trying to change your wife or your husband or your kids of teenagers, it's not going to happen. I got six of them. But thank God the four of them are growing up and having their own life now. But I got two teens. What a challenge it is. But there's only one rooster in the house. All the dads can say. All the mums can say. Two people, praise the Lord. 
I reckon you breed well here because there's a lot of kids here and in Jesus' name. <laughs> this is a healthy place here. Amen. Good on you. The anointing's on you. You see, praise God. Let me just put this in perspective because my time is cruising. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed us to preach, 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 or tell, or bring the good news. I love this good news. I love this gospel. There's nothing else that, that gives me fulfillment is to preach the gospel. I don't care if they're the doctor, the most high profile person and what status they carry in life. If they're not saved, they need the gospel. They need the truth of the gospel because Jesus loves them just as much as anybody else. And um, the Bible tells us he preached the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And this is the phrase I want you to, to look at. And this is what he says. To proclaim liberty to the captives. To proclaim liberty. If we can put that on the screen there, if we can, or someone's a good typer at the back there. Proclaim liberty. Do you realise this gospel as a message to proclaim. That word, is, that word proclaim is to do with, to make a declaration and declare. It's actually stating to us to make a declaration, to declare that Jesus has actually come to set man free. Whatever that is, I know what it is. In sin. If man is in sin, he needs to be set free. Amen. And he says this, which I love about it, to proclaim and to declare freedom. And you know what else it says when we make a declaration to proclaim? It also says, declare with a shout. This, this declaration that Jesus made a statement with, it also goes back in Isaiah 61 when the prophet gave the message to the prophet Isaiah and he proclaimed this message even before Jesus came into existence. But this was the one that was going to come to liberate the world that was going to tip the world upside down. Amen that was going to bring change to humanity because kingdoms that are ruled by man or by evil or by what sort of, you know, um, uh, concepts they have is easily to put people into a snare of bondage of not being themselves. And I believe Jesus, when He came to declare and He made this statement and He declared with a shout, you know, this jubilee, this freedom that the debt of humanity is going to be paid for. Amen. Do you realise your debt has been paid for? Your sin is no more on the record of his book. Come on, church. Your sin is no more on the, on the, the record of the book 
of Jesus. Guess what? The blood is on the book. The, the blood of Jesus Christ has shed for you and I that made this statement of liberty, of freedom, that has now given us this, this act of declaration. This wasn't just was in the, in the this wasn't just going to be in the process. This was in the constitution of God in heaven that was declaring on earth what Jesus was going to do and what he was going to proclaim. And you and I as a church of Jesus Christ, as people that are born and washed by the blood of Jesus, we have a declaration, we have a statement to say to our society, to our community, however which way you do that. But we have a role to play in the name of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? amen? I love about what Jesus can do for us. Praise God. Turn to someone and say, you're looking good. Do you realise the liberty that is given to us? He's given you now a new right. Amen. When I can see people that are black or white, doesn't matter, but have been bound by the sin of their own sin, but the sin of others that placed upon their life and they've put him into bondage. They've enslaved them. They don't realise that, but that's the deception of the enemy. And we have institutions, we have governments that have institutionalised concepts that have put people into bondage. Our people went through that. That experienced the bondage. Some of you fellows may not understand that to degree, but our people are still going through that whole process. But thank God that the church of Jesus Christ, do you realise the, the, the latest stats that, that, that gives us in the census that 70% in our Indigenous people of Australia are Christians? Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That means we, uh, and when you look at the census of our non-Indigenous people, it's only less than what, 40%. In other words, we're going to be missionising you. <laughs> Amen. We're going to be the missionary to actually missionise you. Can you say amen? I don't say that arrogantly. I say that I believe God is calling the least. Amen. What's for the least is going to get the best. That's why we shop at best and less. Amen. And we've got to stay on target. <laughs> That's Rob. See, he's got all those ones. <laughs> praise the Lord. So praise God. God is a good God. Can you say amen? So the word of uh, being liberated is, is gives us this right and privilege. And this privilege of right. See, some of our guys that have been in the stolen generation, and I believe and I heard that you had Sister Donna here in the last, in the, um, last year, NADOC. And um, what a wonderful lady. 
What a, what a powerful um, of what God done to that lady. Amen. But that is what is still affecting emotionally, mentally, our stolen generation people. Not many of them actually come through. A lot of them actually lost their lives because they couldn't take anymore. Their life has been crushed and destroyed. A lot of them turned to alcohol and all sorts of issues of life. But I thank God for the church of Jesus Christ. The church is not the victim. The church is the bride. It's beautiful. It has no sin, but it's the sin in man. And I want, don't want you to, to crucify the church. I don't want you to, to any way of, you know, flog the church. But it's the sin in man, just like all of us. We make mistakes. But some use the power for their own gain to oppress people. Push people down. And those people can't rise up. And they've been taught so many years just thinking that's the way of life is. But when Jesus Christ comes into that person's life, it breaks the cycle. It breaks the current of torment of what the devil does to the person's life. And next minute they become a message for Jesus. Can you say amen? So, I love this scripture. I'm going to finish up with this because they're giving me a message here. <laughs> but you are his message on this planet. You are his message on this earth. It's not just people of the lay people of the church people, but we as leaders. <clears throat> I thank God I can go into the parliament house I can go into some sort of institution of universities or some business sectors and just go there, not for my own motives or what I can gain from people, but bring the gospel of Jesus. Purely. That's what we're here for. And that's what I believe that God is calling his church. Whether you feel that you're you know, you feel, I'm, 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 I can't speak. But you can cook a cake. If you can cook a deadly cake, I'll come here this evening. <laughs> some, of you, some of our old fellows, you know, they can, they, our old girls, they can cook real deadly. <laughs> you know, I'll be knocking on your door. <laughs> Pastor Lottie, give me the names. <laughs> he knows who they are too. Amen. But God is the answer. Can you say amen? Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. <clears throat> Let's stand to our feet. So much more I can say, but I believe you get the message, eh? You get the drift? Amen. And it's not just for just aiming for non-Indigenous people. This is for all of us. This message has not just come for only for black fellows, not for white fellows, Chinese or Indians. It's come for the world. 
We have a message, the greatest message on this earth and this planet to release people. You know, if you work in the medical or the medical field, in the hospitals, I used to be in the nurse, in the surgical floor in the hospital. And they knew I was a Christian. And they used to ask me, can you pray for me before we go into the theatre? And I used to assist the the doctors in the theatre and and um, and then pray why the doctor would do all these business. But the name, you know, when I used to pray for them, the the nurse, used to, the charge sister, used to say, "You're not allowed to pray for people no more." I said, "Why?" She said, "Well, it's the rules." Okay. Plan B. Who believes God's got plan B's? Guess what? When I used to say to the patients ready to go into the theatre room, into the theater room, oh, isn't that flowers beautiful? Gee, wonder who created it? <laughs> and then they get the message. Their Google eyes look around and they said, are you a Christian? I said, yes. Because you can't talk loud. What did you say? Yes, I'm a Christian. And you know what? I just lay hands on them and pray for them. And I shake that bed. And I just say, thank you, Jesus, for your healing touch. And whatever it may be. Do you know what? I've got people saved in the hospitals. Amen. They didn't walk out of the theatre, but they came out. Praise the Lord for that. So, Father, we thank you. Lift your hands up, everybody. Thank you for your wonderful family in this church, Jesus. Thank you for the calling on this church, Fathers, not just to be an institution, but to revolutionise the city, to become people that will change the cause of people's lives and families, business sectors, right across in the government sectors as well, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare and decree today the message that you spoke 2,000 years ago, Father. It still stands today in the church of Jesus Christ. And so, God, we take this message as individually, as corporate people of the body of Christ, that we will take your message, Lord, and however which way we display that, Father, but we thank you that you've anointed every person in this place in the name of Jesus. You've touched every person in Jesus' name with your word today. And I thank you, God, that you're no respected person. Lord, there is no colour, there is no status of this calling, but you've called us all together to declare and proclaim Jesus Christ is Lord and proclaim liberty to those that are poor in spirit to bring freedom and to bring hope and to bring love in the name of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a big praise offering and shout of praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to say one thing, why every eye is closed. If you are really struggling in your Christian life and you, 
you know, the world has seemed to be influencing you. I want to tell you, there's enough power in this room to break those strongholds, to set you free today. If you're suffering with sickness or any infirmity of all sorts, listen, I, come, I know a God that can bring mir- do miracles. I know my God can do miracles. in the If you're tormented in your mind and you can't sleep at night, but you have distress over you or whatever is taking place in your family, I want to tell you, Jesus said, I've come to set you free today. I've come to bring a peace that passes all understanding. And if that's you this morning, just lift your hands up today. I want to pray with you in the name of Jesus. And I want to declare and decree over your life today that Jesus Christ, and if you haven't given your life to Jesus this morning, but you've come in this place feeling hopeless, but there is hope in this place because of the sound of Jesus. He's here to restore your heart, to restore your life, restore relationship with you. If that's you, you raise your hands as well and we'll pray and we believe God in the name of Jesus. Now what I'm going to do, if you lift your hands up, and if you have sickness, or you have any sorts of experiences that you're going through or whatever it may be, we want to pray for you. And I'm going to give this mic over to Pastor Lottie. And we want to pray for you at the front. And we want to personally engage with you to pray and believe God that he's going to do something in your life today. In the name of Jesus. Thanks, Pastor Lottie. Thank you, Pastor Willie. You know, we're going, to, um, we're going to open up the front. The team are going to keep playing. And if you want prayer for anything, Pastor Will and his team are going to stand here and pray with you. Maybe it's you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe it's healing in your body. Maybe there's just that torment that Pastor Will was talking about. Whatever thing that is keeping you from being free in Christ, this morning we want to pray with you. So his team and our team will come as well. So you can come down the front and we will pray and stand with you. If you need to go, we understand that as well. Don't forget to get your kids. We'll see you next Sunday. But we're going to finish our service there. I just want to thank Pastor Willie for the word this morning. What he carries over his life. We continue to partner with Pastor Will and Gangala and what they're doing in the nation. And so come on church, if you want to come, come now. We're going to sing. Have a great week. But let's stand together for those that are coming for prayer. And believe together that God will help set those people free in Jesus' name.